Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to The Season Keepers, the show where the only two people we recommend keeping for the season is us. My name's Matt, a.k.a. Clean Sheet Wipeout. And my name's James, a.k.a. FBL Drug. You right, mate? Pretty good, thank you. Yeah, it's been a good weekend of football, isn't it? And uh, it always kind of gets us going on a Monday or a Tuesday. And obviously, we're recording on Monday this week, um, just through other commitments. But uh, it's nice to see some uh, some great football probably leading to some uh, particularly good sky scores as well. I've seen quite a lot of people already hitting the uh, the 100 club, which is a bit worrying given I haven't. I'm close. I'm on 99 <laughs> as we speak. Oh, there we go, um, mate. A return in this Everton game. It's obviously ongoing as we uh, as we record. I've got it in front of me, so uh, I may well kind of throw in a few updates during the pod if there's any uh, goals or, you know any big talking points but we'll see i might just buy in um yeah i think as always we'll just uh jump into the uh the fixtures the 10 fixtures we'll run through it game by game thanks to uh stats and data from ff stuff and then we've had quite a few questions in so um i'll probably pick the best ones and we can run through them at the end yep sounds good to me right let's go then and uh first things first a uh very surprising result it was crystal palace three spurs nil yeah, very, very surprising. Uh, obviously, super sub, Edouard coming on, getting getting, a, getting two goals, which it, uh, is well, very impressive. Um, obviously, shots here as well. Um, what's not to like? Yes, I, I kind of, I've seen him a few times in Scotland for uh, for Chelsea. I think he's a very good player and um, can only be a, a good signing for Crystal Palace, obviously, Took what twenty eight seconds to get his first goal for the club. It's not bad at all. Hit shot tier there. Um, Gallagher again, you know, picking up tackle tier for um for Palace. Unfortunately, oh he got one assist of this game. Didn't get the second, which was obviously an FPL assist. But in this game, you don't get assists for winning a penalty from a handball. Um, so that's why he didn't get the second one there. Yeah, he got booked, but I think it was a a decent return for the lad and. He's probably someone that we all discuss towards the end of the pod because we've got a few questions and I think he could maybe be the answer depending on the way that you want to go. Um, I guess on the other side, you've got Emerson Royale, the uh, the new Spurs lad. Yeah, they could see the three goals, but he picked up um, tackle tier. The big talking point is the fact that a lot of people have probably started with Harry Kane um, in their squads. Didn't even hit a shot on target in this game, and it's not what you wanted to see against Palace. And I expect this was probably a fixture that you were perhaps targeting with um, Kane before they go on to two pretty tough fixtures. Yeah, um, post overhaul, yeah, people are mm. going to be looking at fixtures and thinking, oh yeah, Kane for this game um, would be a good good person to have. And I think the same with Tanganga. Obviously, prior to this game, um, Spurs have kept three clean sheets. I think I've seen a few people that had gone for Tanganga and obviously, yeah, he uh, picked up two yellows and got sent off. Yeah, he was quite heavily owned in the the top 1K stats, which really surprised me, to be honest. Um, I guess he is a cheap asset, but yeah, they, they've got a decision to make there. Um, obviously, sent off, he'll miss the next game at least. But does he keep his place? That's, that's the question. And uh, it's another one of those assets that you might have to be looking to move on early. Yeah, I mean, they are short in that area now with the uh, dire injury, but um, yeah, you're just going to have to see see what the latest is. Agreed, yeah. Right, well, moving on to the next game then, and uh, a much-needed win for Arsenal. It was Arsenal 1, Norwich 0. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't imagine many people are on any Arsenal players, if if I'm brutally honest. Obviously, they do have that uh, two game days uh, in, in a few game weeks' time, but I don't know if people have planned that far ahead in their overhaul team. There is a few. Um, I think one of the lads that I'm in a group chat with, Lee Williams, I know he, he listens to the pod, he started with um, Ben White. And um, okay. fair play to him. Obviously, yeah, gets himself a clean sheet here. Yeah, he got booked, but it, it's points at the end of the day, and it probably books in not having to make that move. Um, I think a lot of us are maybe looking for the daisy chain from Arsenal to obviously daisy chain from, say, Ronaldo um, or Salah onto an Aubameyang, for instance. Got himself a goal here, got shot tier one to then maybe move on to Lukaku. So I think that will be how I particularly deal with those two Arsenal fixtures. And yeah, just looking at it here, you know, you've got um, Aubameyang, picks him up. Pepe got an assist, shot tier two, pretty decent. Um, Lukonga, the new boy I was uh, impressed with, only played 62 minutes, um, got himself five five tackles. Wait, no, Lukonga isn't the new boy. Lukonga's was an interesting addition. But yeah, to see that stat, him and Tomoyasu both uh, played 62 minutes there. But yeah, five tackles in that time. It's not bad at all. No, no, it isn't at all. Um, I was quite... Obviously, Tim Krull getting uh, saved here too. Five saves. Um, shows that maybe Arsenal could have got a couple of more goals. Um but yeah, I guess it's good to see Aubameyang get a goal for his confidence. Yeah, and obviously Williams there with them with five tackles for Norwich. That's something to keep an eye on if uh, you need a bit of a, a budget enabler there. Um, it was an interesting lineup for Norwich, to be fair, because you know Cantwell and Gilmore um, were both kind of rested for this game, which was a little bit strange. But I guess, you know, it's an Arsenal side that they probably didn't expect to go in and win. Maybe, yeah, switch things up, have a look at a bit of their... The rotation in the squad, but I fully expect Cantwell and to and Gilmore to probably come back in. Uh, so if you have started with Gilmore, I think a few people might have done budget wise. Um, I wouldn't be rushing to take him out. Yeah, I mean you were talking about him a lot. Um, I'd imagine he should come back into the team. Yeah, for sure. Right, moving on then to a game that was incredibly frustrating for uh, a lot of us Sky owners. It was Brentford nil, Brighton one. Yeah, the usual um, reliable defensive returns. I mean, a clean sheet was there, um, but tier-wise, nothing, nothing to, to claim. And obviously, a lot of us are on Webster, so yeah. we didn't even get the clean sheet. Yeah, so... that's that's the frustration. And again, no surprise, we've got quite a few questions on Webster and what to do with him. And both me and you, I think, have him in both of our teams, don't we? So uh, we've got a decision to make there. But yeah, obviously 16 passes taken off in the 37th minute for what looked like a hamstring injury. Um, we're yet to hear any news at the time of recording, but definitely worth keeping an eye on uh, midweek. And uh, yeah, decisions to be made. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's just... You, know, you almost don't want them to keep the clean sheet when this happens. <laughs> no, I know. And obviously, I guess it's good news for Duffy, for instance. You know, I think he's 6.6 .6 million in the game, so 0.4 cheaper um, than Webster. And the very fact that, you know, he's potentially going to be uh, nailed in that squad until at least Webster's back can only be a good thing. And that might be an option. But yeah, like I said, we'll, we'll come on to that at the end of the pod. Um, 
moving on then to what was probably due to be a thriller of a game and i expected more goals albeit no surprises to see uh who picked up the tears in this game it was uh leicester nil man city won yeah those ever ever reliable center backs laporte and diaz uh comfortably smashed it. it yeah 89 and 106 passes uh for diaz and laporte respectively and a clean sheet as well so yeah you're looking at like 10 pointers there if you captain them obviously 20 points it's uh what you want in the sky game and rather unexpected was the clean sheet to be honest um i imagine leicester potentially getting a goal obviously they're at home they're, they're a good team um but yeah yeah another blank for harvey barnes <laughs> yeah I, I don't think i don't think many people are going to be on barnes leicester wise at the moment um he just hasn't really started in the way that plenty thought you know i i had him in my pre-overhaul team um didn't do anything and yeah very quick to to get rid of him particularly as we don't really need leicester assets at the moment but i think ds for me is probably the the man city player of choice i've gone with him in one team not the other um stones may well become an option later in the season but for now it's it's the port shirt and uh i don't think he's losing it anytime soon but I guess point to note is the fact that Laporte seems to be consistently hitting more passes than Diaz, which is an interesting point. Um, obviously, Diaz comfortably getting it here, but pretty sure there was a game earlier in the season where Diaz only hit tier one and Laporte comfortably hit tier two. So uh, just something to keep an eye on, really. Yeah, and, and if he's um, playing consistently Laporte, then well worth the price saving. Yeah, yeah, and I guess disappointing for um, those that took the punt on Ferran Torres. Um, I've seen quite a few going with him in Sky uh, to start with. So he's taken off on the 64th minute, which is uh, a bit frustrating. But when you've got the likes of Raheem Sterling, De Bruyne, Foden, Mares all on the bench, I mean, uh, the rotation is going to be consistent. This isn't, isn't it, between that that front three? Yeah, we go with City. It's inevitable. They've got just so many good players. Obviously, you've got Champions League coming up. You can understand it. Um I myself have uh, punted on Jamie Vardy and overhaul one of the teams. Uh, not for this fixture. Uh, it's for the next three. Mm. I think they've got, it might be a Burnley, Palace and Brighton, I think. I, could, I might be wrong. It might be a Brentford or someone in there, but his next three fixtures are pretty decent. Yeah. And obviously he uh, did score in this game, but it was without for offside. Yeah, it was unlucky, really unlucky. But I, I think it's quite a... It's a wild punt, but it's it's quite a good one, uh, particularly if you're, you're targeting those next three fixtures. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the plan. <laughs> all right, moving on then to um, the game that I think we were all targeting after overhaul and uh, the signing of one Cristiano Ronaldo meant that a lot of us decided to sway against a Bruno Fernandes and uh, go up top with Cristiano Ronaldo. I think both of us put the armband on him and uh, he rewarded us. Two goals, shot tier, and a 4-1 win against Newcastle. Yeah, and man of the match, of course. So, um, did, did did what he says on the tin. Um, very happy with that from Ronaldo. Um, thankfully, went for him in both teams. Was contemplating the whole Bruno in one team, Ronaldo in the other. But, yeah, very... Very, very happy. Um, a little bit disappointed that I didn't go with Pogba because I was considering Pogba um, in overhaul. But 
Yeah, the, the amount of assists he's getting so far this season is insane. I think it's mm. about seven assists. I don't know if he's got seven in the Sky game. He might have not got one of them. It might have been a dodgy mm. one. Um, but yeah, 106 passes in the game as well. It's worth, it's worth mentioning. Absolutely. He's dominant at the moment and he's he's loving his football. And I think he yeah he's, he's quite pricey, which means if you are, say, going for a Ronaldo and whatnot, is your Man United coverage, do you really go for the double up? Um, and throw Pogba in there, but if he continues on this vein of form, might be worth the gamble. To be honest, I mean, 106 passes is is incredible. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of good players to feed, like Greenwood, Sancho, Fernandez, Cristiano. Like, he's the potential is there for the returns, and I, I wouldn't put it past him breaking the assist record this no, season. No, I wouldn't put it past him at all. And uh, I guess just just on Newcastle, another amusing uh, tackle tier there. Obviously, last week it was Almiron. This week it's Willock with uh, with nine tackles. I feel like he should get like a tier three or a tier four. <laughs> absolutely, agreed. He's absolutely smashed it there. He's uh, he's put himself about. I guarantee. He, uh, woke up the next day with quite a few bruises. Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed he didn't get a yellow. To be honest, mm, agreed. <laughs> right then, moving on to a, a game that I was in attendance at and. Um, in fairness, I think we were unlucky not to win, but the main talking point is the fact that Mikel Antonio uh, ended up sent off, which is bloody annoying. Uh, but it was Southampton nil, West Ham nil. Yeah, uh, Skywise, all eyes on that Antonio red. Obviously, now you've really kind of got a move to make, and the opportunities are there. Um, some of you may have already, by the time you've listened to this, gone for, say, Patrick Bamford for a four for one. Or as as we speak, the game is being played. Everton would also be a four for one. Yep. So like Charlison, if you made the move too early, DCL um, may have been where you where you've gone. Yeah, for for me, I went Bamford um, from Antonio. I think that the four for one was there, and yes, I own Rafinha, but I really like Leeds's fixtures and particularly impressed by the fact that they've got Newcastle next and I genuinely feel that Bamford is probably a a better captaincy option than Rafinha against Newcastle I mean against uh, Liverpool he was getting himself into some brilliant positions and yeah Matip and Van Dijk were um, pretty dominant uh, against him which yeah, is unfortunate but yeah for me Bamford is probably the best captaincy option and that's why I went there um Tonight, obviously, with Everton, we've seen the lineups and uh, DCL isn't in the squad. Um, it sounds like his injury um, is a bit more long term than many expected. I think a lot of people started with him in overhaul, have had a decision to make. Um, but quite a few have potentially gone Richarlison, Damari Gray, maybe, um, again, for a, a pretty decent four for one. And like I said, the options are there. And even if you haven't um, made that move, you've still got time this week to to account for you know potential injuries and whatnot in training this week and you can still make the move so if you hadn't wanted to gamble on a Bamford for instance or you don't own a Rafinha you can still make the move on Friday for um, Leeds you see the squad and it's still a three for one so it's it's not too bad and for those with DCL for instance like you can basically move to anyone I think after the news from Rafa there yeah yeah I mean that's a good point you make there like um, there's still the three for one. Just because the fourth one's gone doesn't mean Bamford's not a good pick. Like obviously Liverpool game is a tough game. They've got 
great set of fixtures coming up. Yeah, they really do. Um, I think just a point to note for for Saints, we played slightly more defensively in this game. Um, we were a little bit deeper, um, which meant that kind of we we passed the ball about kind of at the back a little bit more and maybe gave up a bit more possession kind of in midfield and up top. And for me, I think it was more to to stifle Antonio and Ben Rama, Bowen kind of in behind. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see us set up in the same way against both City and Wolves in the next two fixtures. And I'm not saying that, um, you know, go and gamble on a Saints defender. I'm, I'm by no means saying that, but something to keep an eye on for when we maybe need Saints coverage. If there is a single game day defensively, I think both Stevens and Salisu, they seem to be the preferred centre-back pairing at the moment. And both of them almost hit uh, tier one passing, at least in this game. And if we dominate the ball a little bit more, they may well hit that consistently. So something to keep an eye on. Prowsey got nowhere near. Um, and I think a few people have gone with him just as a one of those nailed options, you know, a 90-minute man. But yeah, didn't get anywhere near um, passing or tackling tier this time around. No, no, that's a shame for those that punted on him. Um, but yeah, as a Saints fan, I hope this defensive style continues. Agreed, yeah. Right, moving on then to... Um... A game that I very much doubt many of us have got anybody from other than potentially Saar is the Wolves keeper. You know, nice clean sheet there, but it was Watford nil at Wolves 2. Ah, speak for yourself. I've got Saar and size. You've got so size? That, oh. that double up was music to my ears. Oh, mate, you were um, three passes away from tier one passing. Yeah, I'm just looking at that now and that's a little bit annoying. Um, but you can't have it all. Um, confident performance from Wolves. Um, Huang looked pretty sharp coming off the bench. He did, yeah. Got his Very goal. much a poach, poacher's goal. Yeah. Um, but hopefully he sees some more minutes because why not? He's had more of an impact in half an hour than Traore has for quite a few games. So why not give him a shot? Yeah. Um, it's quite a scrappy performance yeah. from Wolves, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, Nevers get and Marcel getting their foot stuck in. Nine tackles between them. Uh, tier two for Neves, tier one for Marcel. Um, but yeah, they got the guy over the line. Two goals. One obviously an own goal, a bit unfortunate for for Watford. But yeah, that great great away win for Wolves. Yeah, yeah, and obviously Trincao got himself a short tier. Jimenez was a surprising stat in this one to the fact that. He got booked and he didn't have a single shot on target. Um, whereas obviously, you know, Huang came on, got the goal. Trincao was the one that had a couple of shots on target prior to that. Something to watch. I think Jimenez is mm. probably always the kind of player that you don't ever expect to haul. You probably expect maybe a goal here, a goal there. If if I had to go Wolves, I'm not sure Jimenez would really be on my radar. No, I think I'd be more inclined to go with obviously a defensive player. Well, I have gone with the defensive players or the goalkeeper. Um, quite concerning, really, for him to be that anonymous in a what is quite a good fixture. Mm, yeah, agreed. So um, anybody that is there, I'm not sure many people have, to be fair, but I guess you hold for the the good run of fixtures, but just it's not a pick that I particularly like. No. Right, moving on to the final game on the Saturday then. And um, yeah, I don't the result doesn't really credit Aston Villa, but it's there and uh, Lukaku dominates once again. It was Chelsea 3, Aston Villa nil. I guess um, 
what gives Villa a little bit of credit is Mendy had to make six saves. Um, tier two save tier for Mendy. Obviously, Villa had some shots on goal to, to force that agenda, but yeah, 3-0 is not a flattering scoreline. And that man again, Lukaku, two goals, shot tier one. You're going you're gonna to want him in your team uh, yeah. soon. Fixtures. Agreed, yeah. I think um, he's very much part of that daisy chain movement for me. However, I may have to look at whether there's the opportunity there to get him in earlier. I'm, I'm not sure. It depends on the way you've set up. I know, for instance, mm. people with um, DCL, if you've got the budget there and you've kept the money in the bank, DCL to Lukaku could be a, a really good move given it now looks like DCL is out for the foreseeable. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised to see quite a few people maybe make that move ahead of the uh, the Spurs fixture this weekend. No, and he's he's captainable as well. Yeah, agreed. And I think the the, the talk the main talking point I suppose defensively for Chelsea is the fact that there was quite heavy rotation. Um, obviously myself, I I went with Asper Equator, uh, which was a bit annoying. Came on and got an assist, thankfully, but you know Christensen didn't get on the pitch. Jorginho, you know, only yeah, exactly. Jorginho only came on at half time for um the new guy, uh, Niguez Sal, I think it is. Um, and then you know, obviously you've seen Silva, Chalaba both both pop in for that squad. I think Rudiger is the one that you kind of want to be on. The most frustrating thing of this game is the fact that he was nowhere near passing to you. I think Silva, yeah, yeah Silva was the one that really dominated that. Yeah, and he, I mean, Silver only just made passing to. Yeah, and I, I suppose that is credit to how Aston Villa approached the game, to be honest, because I thought they were they were brilliant, really unlucky not to score, um, and almost kind of forced Chelsea um, into some of the plays that they made. To be fair, they kind of pressed from the pr- the front. Uh, it was a mistake from Tyron Mings that kind of gave Kovacic his goal, and that really changes the game after half time but up until that point I was really impressed with Aston Villa right then moving on to the um the Sunday games and obviously it was uh dominated really by a horrendous injury um and then a sending off for for the Leeds boys strike but it was uh Leeds nil Liverpool three yeah it did change the game and in, in my opinion I don't actually think it was a red card no I Nah. Not even close to Ricard. I mean, it's unfortunate that he's that the lad's injured, but I don't think it was a bad challenge. Yeah, I think it's one of those that we've seen a few times. I think it was was it Son last season, the season before. Obviously, he he gets red carded for almost the injury that's been suffered by the other player rather than the tackle itself. Um, yeah, and I think that is very much the scenario here. That obviously the referee has seen. The horrific injury for Elliot. I mean, I think it's his it's his ankle, isn't it? It's like a, a fracture dislocation. He's gonna be out for a long time and he's been exceptional up until this point. But yeah, I think that's probably the reason why you've seen Strike kind of sent off. <laughs> Before that, obviously, um anybody that gambled on Lorente leads wise, really unfortunate. Once again, he's picked up another injury. So um you're probably likely to see, I think, Ailing maybe slotting at centre-back in the next game, which for anybody that owns him and was happy with him playing kind of as a, a full-back, you probably won't see him bombing up the pitch as much as he has been in the last few games. No, um, he might get 
passing tier more easily though. So I guess there's some benefits there. Um, but yeah, uh, with regards to tiers, Mesdier obviously getting saved tier two, but obviously conceded three, so kind of cancelled it out. But three points for Mesdier, it's not, it's not terrible against Liverpool. Yeah, it's not bad at all. And the fact that I think on the other side, looking at Liverpool there, you've obviously got Mo Salah, I think. If you owned him, most of us were captaining him. Got himself a goal, got himself short tier. It's not a bad return. Could have quite easily been more, to be honest, if uh, if Mane had slotted him a few times. But instead, Mane decided to um, have about eight or nine shots and obviously only two classified on target. Eventually got his goal. But anybody that maybe made that Jota move, for instance, from Antonio, you know, a bit of a punt, um, you're probably really unfortunate because he had plenty of chances to you know, get up a, a couple of assists in this game had Mane taken his opportunities. Um, and it was just one of those games. I think defensively, you've got Matip Van Dijk, um, probably centre-backs, and I think they're probably the, the nailed centre-back partnership here. Matip, obviously, with um, passing tier one, that could very easily be the other way around, to be fair, in any game. So I wouldn't be worried kind of going with one or the other. Um, so long as Matip stays fit, I think he's a great pick. Yeah, agreed. Um, not someone I've looked at, but I, I don't blame anyone for looking at. No, and then the other one that I think potentially a lot of people have gone with in the Sky game, and it, mainly down for attacking returns, to be honest, and clean sheets rather than any tier results, but Trent picking up an assist, you know, in this game, uh, looking really sharp. So if you are on him, yeah, I think uh, there could be some considerable holes on the way. Yeah, I mean, actually, the better captaincy option over over Mo Salah um, for this game. Yeah. Which wasn't expected. We didn't expect the clean sheet. But obviously, there's going to be other games where maybe we do expect that clean sheet. And obviously, there's still the chance of attacking returns from Trent. Agreed, yeah. And then, um, finally, obviously, we're we're recording at the during the Everton game. So, um, DCL owners, like we've said, I think you've you've been quite unfortunate. I've seen a few on Twitter already go DCL to Richarlison, just a, a straight swap to kind of get the captaincy uh, for this game. And I think that was probably helped by the fact that um, it was confirmed that DCL is out for probably the foreseeable. Uh, just looking on FF stuff site now, it's it's almost half time. The only person that's picked up tiers so far is Jordan Pickford. He's got himself saved tier one already. So kind of... Uh, Keep an eye on that one. I haven't really seen much of the game. I've, I've had it on my phone in the background, but whilst we're on this, it's it's hard to see what's going on. <laughs> no, fair enough. <laughs> right then. I understand you've uh, got some questions. Yeah, we've got quite a few questions. So um, I'm going to pick the best ones and uh, we'll go through them. So first things first, uh, I think it's only fair that we say Ian Parron, you know, the legend it is. Love his spreadsheet. Um, injuries and sending offs notwithstanding. Is there anything which has happened over the Sky FF weekend that's likely to change any of your carefully laid out overhaul plans? Considering Lukaku a little bit more than I had done, mm. um, maybe might get him mm. in earlier than, than planned, but I don't know how that fits in with my strategy. <laughs> Agreed, yeah. I need to have a proper look on the spreadsheet and obviously looking at the the potential points in which i could bring him in but yeah it may well be that i maybe go for instance ronaldo to lukaku a little bit earlier um 
the other point i guess in that is the cane move i'm really not sure about it anymore obviously it's tottenham arsenal saints wolves on on that game day in which i had planned to bring in harry kane looking at the way spurs played and i guess it's solely dependent on um son's injury but the last thing i want is to bring harry kane in for that and they put out a very similar performance it's a two-pointer you know double to four when say i've got Saar, for instance in goal and um it's a clean sheet maybe against saints you know and you, you've missed out on a captaincy that you already had covered but instead you made the move to to follow the um the potential popular captaincy pick but i'm honestly not sure how popular it will be and I'll probably keep an eye on um, Dan Cox's questionnaire um, poll that goes up on FF stuff for captaincy coverage just to really see how many people will be going Kane that weekend and that might help lead which way I go on that decision. Yeah, I imagine it'd be a lot lower than it obviously would have been last season. I think there's a lot of doubt around Kane and obviously that last performance just increases that doubt really. Yeah, agreed. Um I think next question I'll go FF Dempsey because it's a question that I think a lot of us are going to have to um, decipher and just look in there. Uh, Steve FBL White Bear. I mean, he's had a brilliant start in Sky. Fair play to him. Um, it's a Webster question. It's thoughts on the Webster injury and what your strategy is when a player at a similar price point picks up an injury or a suspension. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. I think I need more info on the severity of the injury um like i guess the one of the obvious moves is obviously to move him to duffy mm, yeah 6.6 um, get a bit of a saving as well in 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 price um but yeah there's i guess there's other options there um i'm just i'm, I'm not sure uh what i'm going to do at the moment i it, don't know about yourself no it, it it's tricky um i think it's a case of wanting to see the injury and the severity first things first i'm not going to make any move until i hear something from potter um on how long webster's likely to be out for and i guess the second point is whether you want to cover that brighton palace single game day or whether it is now a skip so if you wanted to cover it you've probably got two options um presuming that you started with a four at the back you could either go to Duffy, as you've said, 6.6 .6 million. But I genuinely think Connor Gallagher is probably a, another very good option. And he's proven, obviously, in, in the last game, like he can still pick up tiers and, you know, get the odd return. And he's still a really affordable asset. So that might be an option to go from, you know, a Webster at 7 million to, to a Gallagher and just go four in midfield for now. Um, and then maybe look to find another point to move to someone else later down the line but yeah it's, it's another one to consider yeah i mean I, i'd expect palace to score in that game so then again that kind of steers you away from webster agreed yeah um i think you know similar question was uh just say thanks fantasy football face off it was the same question about webster or close has popped in there with um about the the lukaku move i think he's along the same lines of us do we move to him now or do we wait um and then fpl buddy well what to do with antonio well we've kind of already covered that off on the pod that if you haven't already made the move to say an everton asset or a leeds asset if you really want to 
maybe you know still look to to a Bamford but if you haven't made the move now yeah you're gaining a three for one but were you expecting anything against United because if you weren't it's Leeds after that do you just hold the transfer suck it up for now and accept the fact that yeah you got sent off but you've you've got him for the run foreseeable it, it all depends on whether you were expecting to move him on or off Other than that, mate, I think that probably covers off most of the questions looking down the list. It's it's very much Antonio Webster, which yeah, is the main talking point of the week. You expect it, and uh, yeah, rightly so. Everybody's kind of wondering what to do. So fingers crossed we've um, been able to answer that, at least in, in some shape or form. But, you know, as the week goes on, again, like we said last week, feel free to uh, slide in the DMs if you want a, a further chat about Sky. We're uh, more than happy to answer any questions and to be fair, we're just particularly loving being more actively involved in the Sky community this season. Yeah, I mean, I'll be probably posting my thoughts on Twitter, what I want to do, what I'm thinking of doing. I'll be searching, searching the hashtags, uh, get a bit of inspiration. With, yeah. We'll see what we end up doing. Exactly. Now, for sure. Well, I think that's the perfect way to end the podcast then, mate. Um, I think it's another good week to look forward to. Um, we'll be back again next week. And um, as always, it's a goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Cheers, guys.